I'm going to say something terrible right now. No, no, no. But I mean, this this could be taken completely out of context and made me into a complete monster. But... La, 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 Welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And this is one of the DNQ files, the Did Not Qualify Files episodes, where we take a look at a song that failed to make it to Eurovision or make it through to the final. And today I have a special guest joining me to investigate one of these songs with me, uh, one of my oldest friends, Asher. Say hello, Asher. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What's going on? Um, so yeah, I mean, Asher and I, we have known each other for well over a decade now, haven't we? Yeah, it's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> it shouldn't be yeah. allowed at this point. Like, you just, I think there's a Lawrence Harms song that goes, I blinked twice and 20 years went by. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, isn't it? We, we bonded <laughs> over, we bonded over our kazoos it's been, at the it's punk been festival. A, well, yeah, and I mean, since then, I didn't learn any new instruments, so. <laughs> I mean, know, once you got a kazoo, you can do everything like a kazoo, you can know, play any melody, who needs anything other than kazoos? Just need to hook it up to, like, several pedals. Yeah, kazoos, noticeably absent at Eurovision, I think. Um, you know, Well, it's because you can uh, only have a certain amount of people on the stage, can't you? You can only have six, that is true. Yeah, so this, so this is mean, one of the like, few things you know about Eurovision, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, that's the thing, right? So there's gonna like so I will warn you with this this particular episode is that like I am gonna be like asking you a lot of things just about like and how comes this person didn't do this or how comes like you know that 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 didn't qualify or that didn't like you know that that band didn't didn't apply for it or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Because there's there's some things that I know just from listening to this podcast. Like you know, I've learned more about Eurovision listening to this podcast than I have throughout like watching Eurovision because I do watch Eurovision like not every year but like I'll watch it where if people are doing oh yeah come around to mine watch Eurovision like I'll, I'll do it do you know what I mean or vice versa but like yeah um so yeah so I will warn you there's going to be a lot of that um and so I think it's gonna it's gonna hit a certain level of people that might listen to this <laughs> who 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 know a lot about Eurovision and they're just gonna they just, I don't know they might get a bit annoyed I think it's going to be good. So, so what what are the basics of your knowledge of Eurovision? Would you say? Well, I know that there's music. <laughs> uh, there is music. I know. I know now that you've just said it. Uh, that I know. I knew that there was a number, but I didn't know it was six. So you're allowed six people on the stage. Um, I knew that this. I think. Well, I think. So I think the song. Every song has to be released that year. Is that correct? Yeah. So the there is a cutoff date. So it's um, September the first of the year prior. So anything. So so for next year, twenty twenty four. Sorry, twenty twenty three next year. No, what year is it now? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty three next year. Yeah, stop aging us, mate. Stop aging us. <laughs> so yeah, next year. On, any song from? We got like heat death coming. So you know, let's just enjoy it. <laughs> so any song from September the first of this year can go into next year's contest. As right. long as it has never been performed live or recorded or pro- professionally beforehand. Right, yeah, so it can't be like a cover song. or It, it cannot be, be a cover song. Like, um, yeah, it can't be that somebody, let's say someone, failed in the charts with it like four years ago or something. No. And so they just, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, if it was a cover really song well. with no limit on time, every country would be sending uh, a cover of Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. Of course, of course, they. Because one of the greatest songs of all time. I mean, I mean, literally, like I, I can totally agree with you there. Um, <laughs> there's a reason that it was on like several sort of rom com, um, like soundtracks, but then also. I I think it might have been on the Power Rangers the movie soundtrack. Like don't quote me on that, but like that's that's the versatility of that song. Today I learned they made a film about Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really good. Um it had uh, it had Ivan Ivan Ooze was the main the main baddie and he was purple. Uh this was back this was back before um before they could like sort of, you know, before before they They'd be aware of it because I mean it was a guy in a suit, like rather than an actual purple guy. I think that there should be more <laughs> roles out there for purple people. Um, just you know, just just putting that out there. But like, but this was before, like they had those sort of quotas or anything like that. So you know, but no, he was good though. He was a good, um, he was a good baddie, and yeah, no, it's a good soundtrack. Right. Well, I'm. I don't. I don't know where we're going with this. I'm sorry. No, um, I mean, I, I'm sure my, you. I mean, you can edit all of, this out, right? My, no, we're staying in. This is important oh, information. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. My knowledge of uh, Power Rangers does start and end with Rita Repulsa. Well, I mean, Rita Repulsa was the OG, though, right? Yeah. So you know, I mean, that makes sense. Like Ivan Ivan News was like a one-time guy, as far as I'm concerned. Like I, I mean, my my knowledge of Power Rangers goes up to. I suppose they had like these ninja ones, or maybe Zeo. I went to Power Rangers Zeo, and I think mm. that's that's like that's when I was a kid, you know. And then yeah. like yeah, like after that, I just kind of just obviously stopped watching it. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's not something that you come back to, you know, like wrestling or no, like uh, grime music. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, wrestling Power Rangers all very camp, and linking it back to Eurovision. You're in campus tips. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's definitely definitely true. Um and I think well I think that part of that is why like I got into Eurovision, I guess. Like because I mean my my sisters and my mum all watch Eurovision or watched Eurovision in the case of my mum, but like yeah, and they like they were never like, Oh, you should come watch Eurovision. Do you know what I mean? They didn't assume that I'd want to watch Eurovision. They were just like just watching it, they'd have it on. So I'd kind of, you know, be aware of it in the yeah. house and like, just kind of, you'd walk through the, you have to walk through the living room to get to the kitchen, you know? So it's just like, oh, what's that? You know? And um, yeah. And then when people started doing like, oh yeah, we're doing a Eurovision party, you can come around and basically it's just a house party. You know what I mean? Just piss up, but with Eurovision. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, cool. And we'll have a Eurovision drinking game and we'll have all the, do you know what I mean? Everyone's going to get as pissed as Terry Wogan is and. It's going to be good, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, I got really into it. Like in the same way that I got really into like, uh, like drag queens, for example, or like, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like that. Like I'm not into it, into it. Like I wouldn't be able to tell you any of the people on it or like tell you a specific series or anything like that. But I've watched a few of them and it's good fun. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're just kind of watching, uh, you know, a very camp, very exciting. Like it's yeah, it's just like wrestling or or theatre, musicals, anything like that. It's just it's it's just a just really good fun. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's so yeah, so for Eurovision, like yeah, there are there are some songs that I could I could tell you that I remember, do you know what I mean? I could probably name a couple of them or whatever, but yeah, a lot of it's just like, you know, you could go, Oh, and this year this happened and I'd be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember that. That was good. <laughs> well, hopefully, um you're going to enjoy this one. So you mentioned about it being fun and this song to me is fun and I feel for our sort of shared interests, music-wise, this feels like a really good um, sort of meeting place for our shared interest in music. For the because uh, we we met at Rebellion Punk Festival, so we like we like sort of instantly bonded over a lot of sort of punk music, ska punk, ska mm-hmm. music, and also kazoo's. Kazoo's are kind of little tiny brass instruments. I, I know technically, I, I don't really know where it actually falls. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, I I'm not the guy to ask because, <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't know, for example, that a saxophone isn't a brass instrument. It's a woodwind for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's technically a recorder, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you go find a saxophonist, play like busking down everyone. in the London tube. Say, it's basically a recorder, that isn't it? <laughs> just go, just walk up to like Millie Manders, like. Just full chested, like yeah. So you get you get your recorder out. This this she'd batter me. She would batter me, and rightly so. Anyway, are you ready to listen to a song that failed to make it to Eurovision whatsoever? Yeah, I I think I am. Look, hang on, hang on. Let me just get get yourself psyched up. Just get sort of yeah. Just gonna get in the zone for this. All right, let's go for it. Lay it on me. Nice. So this is La Brasse Bande, Knackered, which is German for naked. Gotcha. I'm really enjoying just the amount of brass already. I know. I knew this would appeal to our shared interests. No, it's a good time. It's a good time. I like it. Okay, and we got the baseline kicks. Okay. Yes. So it reminds me of um, Charlie Brown Jr. Did you spot the drummer's T-shirt? I have not yet. We'll zoom in on him in a bit again. Um, oh, nice! Very nice. He's wearing a Catch Twenty Two T-shirt, and he looks—he looks like a cross between Milo from the Descendants and Noodles from the Offspring. He does. <laughs> Your man at the front is doing his best Shaggy from Scooby-Doo impression. Like green shirt as well, and just perfect. And the hair looks like a stoner, you know. No, I, I had perceived like sort of band you would get like a like a beer hall in Germany or in Bavaria specifically. And yeah. you know, going barefoot, that's brave. Yeah. Oh, they're all barefoot as well. They are all barefoot. They all perform in lederhosen t-shirts and barefoot. It's like, like a sort of, you know, German, the German equivalent of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Just barefoot instead. Yeah, you can hear the, um, the Catch-22 influence. You really can. Like, this is just my jam. This is probably one of my favourite songs I've ever heard that didn't go to Eurovision. It's it's kind of, like, very impressive how they have a guy... They've got a guy playing the bass, 
And is he also playing a horn as well? Um. Oh no! Oh no! He's not. No, no. No, <laughs> no. no I mean, if he did, that would be impressive. Well, no, because I, I, yeah, I, I thought that. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought I saw a card with but it's just a lot of horns. Yeah. No guitars. No guitars, at least on stage here. Just a bass. Bass and drum. It's drum and bass music, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially exactly the same as drum and bass. Exactly the same as drum and bass. <laughs> you see that the guy the guy on, on uh on our right? Is he yeah. is he playing a tuba? Is that a tuba? Um I think that's a sousaphone, maybe. Nice. Not quite sure. So I, I I like this. It is brass band. It's combined with punk and it's very epic at the end. Oh yeah, they, they go big. Like it's like you know, again, it's 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 very streetlight manifesto. Very catch twenty two. Very like so the end the end track of any Sonic Boom Six album. <laughs> It's it's essentially that like it's like we're just gonna do this epic end of a thing. Yeah. So that was La Brass Banda with Naked, Naked. Um, so yeah, no 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 surprises there. They're a Bavarian brass band. Um, and I don't know if you ever heard of Young Blood Brass Band. I have not. You have not. They take their inspiration from them. Right. Um, which I I love Youngblood Brass Band. Yeah, I went you, down. Which which, uh, which would you recommend? What would you recommend? Where would where where people would start with them? Um. So they have. Oh gosh, what's a bloody song called? Because I, I was I've listened to them previously before, and then I rediscovered it when I was listening to this, and I was like doing my research. I was like, mm-hmm. oh god, I went on when I um you know the the um movie Chef. Yes. When that came out, there was a lot of brass band music, and then I went down a rabbit hole, and I discovered Youngblood Brass Band back then. Nice. Um, so you've just got an encyclopedic knowledge of brass bands now as well. Oh, yeah, encyclopedic, totally. <laughs> just a, a little passing knowledge, I would say, more than anything. But Did um, you ever um, like play any brass instruments? I tried. Um, I, I tried picking up trumpet at school, and... Uh, did not get very far with it. I mean, not trumpet really is like made a for really asthmatics. Hard instrument. Yeah, it's yeah. You need you need uh, you need the cardio for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stick to the ukulele. <laughs> I, I know my strengths. Yeah, well, anything stringed, basically. Yeah. yeah. Anything where it involves lung capacity, it's like other than singing, not going to happen for me. Um. So that yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of that song. After. I only came across that today, and I was just instantly like, "What? We were robbed you only came of this." Across it today, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of mad. And when was that? What year was that? So that was in the 2013 um, German national selection. Uh, Unser Song für Malmo. So it's our song for Malmo. And annoyingly, for for, for me, that song stormed the public radio vote so all the nine sort of main radio stations in germany they right. could have their audiences vote um online mm-hmm. and for every single one of those radio stations it came top right it came second in the televote during the actual national final as well 
but wow. the juries only gave it one point. Oh, so it. Oh, that was so. That was the final. The final two. It got tanked by the jury. It, um, it came second at the uh, national final. Yeah, 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 to go to go to the to go to Eurovision. To go to Eurovision. Yeah. So it was yeah. a um a three way split. So between radio votes, televote on the night, and jury vote on the night. Right. And radio listeners. Every single radio station, HR3, MDR Jump, B3, NDR2, BV Fritz, SR1, SR, SWR3, and One Live all gave it 12 points, which is the maximum amount of points you can get at Eurovision. And a lot of mm. national finals use the same sort of numbers. Yeah. And then it got 10 points from the televote on the night, and um, another song got 12 points from the, the audience televote, which was actually the song that did go to Eurovision that year, which was Cascada, Glorious. Right. Um. Uh, and then the jury only gave it one single fucking point, which right. honestly scandalous. And is that is that what is that what tipped it? That that tipped it in the favour of Cascada. Yeah, who you know were a well known act. They have a so they famous won, song. So you're, you're telling me that you're telling me that this band, La, La Brass Banda, won uh, the popular vote. They won the they popular lost vote. The college. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. It was stolen from them. It was it was robbed. If they'd had PR, it would have been <laughs> would have been a different situation, basically. Yeah. You think just... you'd think the radio stations would have held more uh held you know, just held more representation in there purely because of the amount of people voting. Just bang out of order, mate. <laughs> compared to the uh the jury. Just crying shame. <laughs> it's a bit much, isn't it? It's kinda of mad how these how these things just, just permeate just our our lives really (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) so yeah um i I think we need to go storm the ebu headquarters (laughs) i think might be a little bit behind the times you know just be like this is for nine years ago (laughs) how dare you but I mean, and and so so this is it, Cascada. You said, yeah. So Cascada, who famously had a massive hit with "Every Time We Touch," ended up mm. representing um, Germany was it at that, Eurovision. What? As in, as every in, time it's just oh, not that. every time it does. Da, 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 da. I can't every remember the lyrics. I know that's the badger. That tune. That one. Da, da, da. I want you to know that that tune, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That oh, that's that's a tune. That's definitely so, a tune. They represented Germany in 2013 with a song was which was accused. Song? Oh, okay. No, sadly not. Because um, oh, if it, if that was the song, then I would have I would have understood that. Yeah, I would have got that. No, they 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 sent a song that was accused of being a plagiarism of the year the the prior year's winner Euphoria. And I love Euphoria by Lorraine, and it sounds fuck all like it. <laughs> Right. It sounds similar okay. in style, you know. They're definitely taking inspiration, but I couldn't, I couldn't imagine any world where you could accuse it of being plagiarism. Well, I mean, well, there's, there's nothing new under the sun anyway. Like, no. you know, how many, only twelve how many notes. Eurovision, <laughs> how many Eurovision songs are just, you know, the same four chords over and over again? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe transplanted to a different key. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first it's, chorus, it's a tale as old as time as well with Eurovision. I mean, uh, Solo. in one chorus, of the recent episodes, <laughs> we, we discussed how every 
pretty much every other song in 2005's Eurovision Song Contest featured drums prominently, very much like the year the winner from the year prior. So it's it's like it's almost like right. Okay, so you know, you know, when you're younger, yeah, and you're playing like Street Fighter, yeah, against your mate, and you know you're fighting, it and it's winner stays on, you know, and you've got your mates there, or whatever, and you're playing Street Fighter, and then someone picks like, I don't know, they pick Ken. Someone just picks Ken, and they batter you with Ken, and you you've been playing as like Ryu for the time, yeah, and then they just batter you with Ken. <laughs> And then, so from then on, everyone just picks Ken because they're like, well, we need to batter him and Ken's the man, isn't it? So you just pick Ken. And like, it's like that with every fighting game. It was like that. It was just, yeah, if somebody gets like hard with this guy, then you just, everyone's just picking him because we're kids. Do you know what I mean? It was that. Yeah. So it's, I, it, it's basically that. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, they had drums. They had these really prominent drums. Yeah. So what we're going to do, guys is we're going to have those drums here, but we're just going to have more of it. <laughs> it's like, Basically. it's like, um, there's a, so there's an American dad episode. That's just absolutely brilliant for this. Right. So it's, um, it's not dad. I think it's not dad. So like Steve, you know, you're familiar with American yes. dad. Like, so you got like, yeah, so Steve Smith and he's got his friend snot and snot's dad. I think it's not dad. I, I, I haven't seen the episode in a while, but it's somebody like that who is like he manages a boy band and he takes him to this battle of the bands every year. And the previous year, he had this boy band there and he lost to this other boy band, right? And his boy band had four boys in it and the other boy band had five boys in it. So he was like, well, we're not going to make that mistake again. So we're going to make a new band. It's going to be called Boys 12. (laughs) And we've got 12 boys... And there's a tune. The tune is called uh, Girl, You Need a Shot of B12, which is just, and it's a banger as well. Absolute <laughs> banger. Um, and all the boys introduce themselves. One of the boys is a girl masquerading as a boy. <laughs> Loads of the boys are gay and in love with the other boys. Um, it's fantastic. Like, it's just such, such a good thing. But then eventually he loses again because there's another boy band with 13 boys in it. And it's just, <laughs> but again, it's just that. It's like, well, what we're going to do, guys, like, so how often, right, answer me this, how often is that the case in, like, Eurovision? Like, every year, if you look at it year on year, how often is there almost like a meta, you know, like a, like a style or, a, or a, a musical kind of flourish that won it the previous year? And so people go, you know what, we're going to do that. Because, I mean, that's what happens with pop music, isn't it? Like somebody comes in with like a new thing and it, oh, and then everyone's on it. I would say just for the next two years, and then they're also rounds, you know. I would say it happens every year without fail. Now the thing is, though, especially like last year, we had Monoskin who won for Italy, and they are a sort of very rock band. You could call them glam. You could call them sort of garage sleaze rock. I don't know the sort of specific way you would, um, you know give them a subgenre within within rock as a genre. Mm-hmm. But what was noticeable is Eurovision, you don't always get a lot of bands, you know, guitar-led bands. Mm-hmm. This year, following their win, not a single one of the bands that had guitars this year sounded anything like Monoskin. 
but there right. was a noticeable increase of bands with guitars this year. Right. So, and this year it was won by Ukrainian hip hop artist uh, Kalush Orchestra. So, it'll be interesting to see if we get more hip hop representation next year. It would be. I'm also wondering, right? And this this might sound harsh. I mean, this will sound harsh. <laughs> I don't mean it to sound harsh. But go and say something terrible. I'm gonna say something terrible right now. No, no, no. But I mean, this this could be taken completely out of context and made me into a complete monster. But you know, it's it's fine. I'm I'm, I'm not a monster yet. Um, <laughs> but no, like, how much of the Ukraine winning this year? could be sort of not attributed to but influenced by the situation over there at the moment it's a good question and i think it definitely impacts like i'm not i'm not saying that it could that that's that that's the reason i am saying that like how much would it skew people's you know sentiments or tendency to vote for do you know what i mean yeah well i mean ukraine let me just check where they fell. This is coming in... from someone who didn't see it. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know how good it was. Oh, it was a really good like, song. And I'm not saying it wasn't good or bad or better or worse than the other ones. It's just that like, because of what's going on and especially what we're seeing now with the, you know, the Queen passing away yeah. and like, you know, the performative grief going on there or like just people, do you know what I mean? The amount of just arseholes on the internet just saying stuff about, say, like the energy crisis or cost of living or whatever the hell, you know, people just want to flap their gums. And yeah. so it's like, you know, again, people just want to be kind of on the forefront of the latest thing in it. So like, I'm wondering how many, how much of that was just people, you know, people that clap for the NHS, people that buy music from supermarkets and people that voted for the Ukraine in the televote because of the situation going on over there rather than the fact that they enjoyed the song. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, the Ukraine, Venn diagram might be quite big. <laughs> Ukraine song, in the in the jury vote, only one, two, three, four countries gave it 12 points. A lot of countries gave it decent points in the jury vote because it was a very good song. Solid, right. I would say solid sort of top five place. I can't remember the actual where it fell that came fourth in the jury vote, which I think is about right. Cause it was honestly Ukraine never fail to send a decent song to Eurovision. Right. Their quality is just consistent. Right. Got you. That's the first thing to address. They, they never send, they've never sent a duff song. Mm-hmm. Their worst songs are still decent. Nice. Uh, but it, it did just sweep the board basically with 12 points when it came to the televote. Um, mm-hmm. The only, um, the lowest amount of points they got from any one country in the televote was Serbia, who gave them seven points. Everyone else was 10s, 12s, and 8s. Nice. So I don't think you could argue that the situation out there no. didn't impact. But the thing to bear in mind is, if it wasn't a good song, even with that, you know, if, if the jury hated it, but this public still gave it that many points, it wouldn't have won. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, so no, it's it's. I think that yeah, like well, then that's that's why I caveated it before, and why I've sort of caveated during because like I wasn't sort of at any point suggesting that oh, it could be a terrible song, but this it's yeah, it's it just I think that 
So yeah, we 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 won't know. Do you know what I mean? We'll never know never how know. much it, it impacted or didn't impact what happened there. But yeah, at the same time, you can say that it's it's a decent song. That exactly. And it's why it's quite deser- annoying. Deserved to win, shall we say. Exactly. It's, it's very annoying when you do see people say, oh, Spain should have been the real winner. And people say UK should have been the real winner because uh, UK came second, Spain came third overall. And people will say like, well, based on my made up maths, Spain would have won if we discounted Ukraine because their points would have gone to uh, Ukraine's points would have gone to Spain because they scored higher than the UK in the televotes. Like we don't know, we don't know what would have happened, who people would have voted for no. the most if Ukraine wasn't there. I mean, it's a very um, it's well, it's it's is it Beverly Knight? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, yeah. Shoulda, woulda, coulda means I'm out of time, and shoulda, woulda, coulda can't change your mind. Exactly. We'll never know what would have happened if Ukraine wasn't taking part, but what matters is Ukraine were there, they won, and they won fair and square. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, like, I, I'm a historian. Like, literally, that's, that's something that I like to think about is what if, what if, what if. And I mean, as a sort of, you know, manic depressive with ADHD, I, I, I think about <laughs> what ifs a lot, just anyway. But like, yeah, at the same time, None of that actually happened. So, you know, it's the same with like, we could we could go back to every major like England World Cup, like penalty shootout situation. Why was this goal disallowed? Like, why did this happen? The ref had it out for us. You know, whatever it is, like we could go back to Tim Hemman going out to, was it Goran? Uh, what was his name? The guy, he went on to win it. He was like a wild card as well at Wimbledon. But like, he, I can't even remember his name now. I feel like I'm doing <laughs> and I am not service. the person who's going to be able to tell you who that no, was. No, no, no. <laughs> it's uh, just, just, I used to watch tennis like sometimes. But um, <laughs> but like, yeah, he like Tim Hemman went out to the eventual winner and there's just this wild card kid, like this guy. And it was like, you know, oh, that sucks. But at the same time, he was the better player. Like, <laughs> and, and you're just, yeah, yeah. If, if this, do you know what I mean? If this had happened and this had happened, then yeah, that would have happened, but it didn't. So what are we talking about? You know, like why, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you right. find it gets quite heated then? Like in, in Eurovision circles? It can do if you're in the wrong circles. Thankfully, I tend to avoid those Is areas. It like any fandom, basically. Any fandom has toxic areas and yeah. the Eurovision fandom is no stranger to toxicity. I have been members, like part of like Facebook groups where I've seen that and I've been like, yeah, I don't like this. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I haven't got time for that. Yeah. I mean, I find that with uh, with wrestling on uh, on Twitter. Um, I have to unfollow a lot of people like that have like, you know, they have good opinions, but then they also have really shitty opinions or like, <laughs> really kind of shitty sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like when people, when I don't say shitty opinions, like I don't like that opinion. So it's shitty. I mean like shitty opinions, like where I'm going to be shitty about this thing. And it's like, why? Like what? Do you know what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote, devote my time and energy into getting really angry about this thing. Like, you can't change it. It's just, we we'll also just do something else. Like, that's, yeah. it's not hard, you know? <laughs> There's no point getting so angry over what is essentially drama. Yeah. 
It's just, it's literally w, just pomp As we all know, pro- professional wrestling is all scripted. It is, yeah. It, it's Wait, it's a drama it? show what? with sports. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's a drama um, yeah. show about sports, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's literally, oh, are you... You you looked at my wife. Well, I'm gonna mess you up. We're gonna have a match. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's that. Like it's literally that. And if anything, isn't Eurovision the same thing? It's just well, okay. So we're all gonna come together right once a year to see who's the best at putting on a show and doing a tune and it being catchy and ridiculous. And see how you know how much you can do with these parameters and these rules, with this yeah. much time to prepare. You know, it's like just like a talent show, basically. It is a talent show. And you know, if you're going to get arsy about a talent show, then maybe you shouldn't be watching. <laughs> Go outside and touch grass. You <laughs> will quite, among other things. But yeah, right. it's 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 a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So overall. Before we end, circling back to um, Labrador's oh, wow. band, that's gone. That's gone well quick. We, we, yeah. Did Did you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've had a great time. I I genuinely thought that that like like you know it's just flown. Time's just flown by. Yeah, I thought Good. we just started. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining me on the podcast, Asha. Um, please tell the listeners where they can find you online and your music, etc. Oh yeah, um so yeah, you can find me uh at Asher J Baker on Twitter, um and I'm on Twitch uh at Windrush W one N D R U S H. Um I t- I stream there sometimes. <laughs> I'm currently working on getting a new computer, so you know, I'll be able to stream more consistently and it'll be great. As long as the price of electricity doesn't cripple me. So watch this space. It's gonna be a good time. Um, but yeah, uh, Ascari as well. Um, we're on Spotify. You can find Phantom and other things. We're also on YouTube. We've got a whole live set on YouTube. We won't be doing any live shows in the near future, unfortunately, because COVID is still running rampant and forcing me to stay away from massive crowds of people. But So we're not, so not going to see your band at Eurovision quite yet? Not yet, but... Maybe soon. I mean, the rest of the band, so I'm from London, but the rest of them are from up where you used to be. Uh, up north. Blackpool, Bisfam, uh Morecambe, <laughs> you know, Preston, all the all the places, all the all the sites. Um, but yeah, no, th- thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm always up for more of this. I, you know, hopefully i wasn't too sort of clueless about (laughs) eurovision um i learned a lot though learned a lot about wagwan with that (laughs) well thanks once again so until next time bye 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 (laughs) 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 (laughs)